0: Hey, I'm Tommy Chong, welcome to High on
1: Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from persysquaroom.com. In this week's interview, we're going to speak to a legend from Ireland, and he's been on the show many times before. He's been a panel member before. You should all know who he is already, and that is martin condon Uh, martin is the host of a podcast called martin's world and he's also one of the biggest cannabis activists ever to come out of ireland he's got massive bollocks and he does these crazy civil disobedience events and he organized marches and he does loads of things for the cannabis movement in ireland man and he really is a legend and it's a massive pleasure to have him on the show Uh, in this episode we're going to talk about his upcoming court case which he faces two months in prison for the possession of one gram of CBD cannabis. So without further ado, we're gonna move straight into the interview. I hope you like it. And of course, as usual, if you can share this episode on social media, that will be massively appreciated. But for now, here's the interview and I'll speak to you at the end of this. Enjoy. Well, Martin. Hey, hello there. Hello. Good day to you, sir.
2: Top of the morning.
1: <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, man?
2: Pretty good. Yeah, okay. Good. Good. That's man. good to hear.
1: How's your health and shit? Because I know you're having the epilepsy and, and all this. How's that going with you? Are you good?
2: I am happy to report that we haven't have had any concerns around the health anyways, uh, as of lately. But in the last two weeks anyway, thank God.
1: Legend. Wow. Nice. That's good, man. Good to hear, bro.
2: Yep. Keep keep nice and medicated. Yep. So, um, yeah. Ireland's
1: Thanks. favorite cannabis soldier. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Damn bro, you know, you've been smashing it for a long time, you know, and you, you know how much we respect you for what you do, bro. But you know, we we'll just tell you again that we massively respect, respect everything you do for cannabis in Ireland. Man, you fucking legend, mate.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, appreciate it. I was just uh, with one of the lads there, uh, Cassidy Strugass, uh, Graham, um, and yeah, we were just talking about some of the old stuff that we were doing in the past, uh, mm-hmm. and even with Electric Picnic that just happened here, big music festival. Um, uh, that the guys were up there doing the, the drug welfare services up there again. But uh, we, we started that like o- over six years ago now, uh, 2016. Um, oh, it's crazy how, how time flies. But, you know, it's, it's, it's mad who at the same time, you know, we've got these services that were being uh, introduced there this year, had Electro Picnic, uh, drug, drug testing services. Um, awesome. and, and, and yeah, it is. Awesome. that's the, the,
1: just so everybody knows, you know, that's the, to make sure that people's drugs are safe for consumption. Not you know testing everybody to see if there's drugs in their blood and they're not allowing them access.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That 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 was kind of it. Yeah, that was to, to keep people safe. But you know, it's the the people up there. It just turned out to a, be a PR opportunity, really, a PR exercise for the the HSC, the the health board here in in Ireland, um, right. and some of the politicians involved in it again. Now, it's just it's so disheartening. I suppose you're seeing this kind of mm-hmm. stuff and and comparing it then as well alongside of what's going on with the medical cannabis patients in Ireland. It's just Oh, man, you know, you see these people and you just want to go up and smack them, standing there with a big smile on their face, taking a picture, taking credit for something mm-hmm. that they had to be dragged kicking and screaming to do. You know, like the, these guys with the HSE and the drug testing. And, and meanwhile, you have other politicians out there taking credit for some of the medical cannabis stuff that's happened here in Ireland. Okay. But mean, meanwhile, like Bankers. it had to be dragged kicking and screaming there. It's like, how dare you stand there and take a photo with your, your, with your a big smile on your face and and meanwhile, you were the cause of people suffering so so fucking long.
1: You're not there in the background, where we fingers up, fuck you, fucking, <laughs> <laughs> print that in the paper. The is- <laughs> That's it. It's like they come and try and steal the limelight and pretend like they this was their idea all along. It's like fuck you, man. These crooked. We we, we were discussing politics before you arrived, and we said we're not going to do it again.
2: <laughs> okay sorry i i won't go there yeah this is completely no. your fault martin
0: <laughs> yeah martin's politics we'll talk about it. that's not a problem no i'm, what what I'm saying
2: a, i've got a nice way today divert have the conversation we got some nice jack Herrera hair that we're oh nice bro since
0: <laughs> no, i had
1: any jack man you yeah, know jack so- Herrera is one of my favorites as well bro mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i
2: don't know if you can see get get somewhere much. now there it's we just go. It's a
1: little bit further and I'll grab it. Yeah. And put uh, it a little bit further. Pull it by the mic so I can smell it for a second.
2: Uh, yeah. <laughs> there we go. She, she's a load. It's load. <laughs> mm.
1: That's my shit. <laughs> nice,
2: bro. Oh, my buddy Jack's been keeping me company there now for the last I'm month. Gonna, uh, so, uh, I will pin your
1: picture so everybody can, no pressure. You no, know, don't feel like stage fright now. And choke up on the bong, but I pin you there <laughs> so everybody can see.
2: Oh, we'll flash the, the buddage again, so will we? It's not, not the greatest of bud that I pulled out, but by God, does it smell beautiful. Mm-mm. We can zoom the camera in there and all that. look at that. Oh, yeah, there we are. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice,
1: nice. Looks good as well, man. Mm-hmm. So Jack Herer is the perfect hybrid. You know, somebody said that about Jack Herer. Uh, I think it might have been Ed Rosenthal, maybe. So Jack Harrow is the perfect hybrid, and it's it's such an accurate description of the strain.
2: Mm. Yeah, this is the sense of a seeds variety of it. Um, I think there's a couple of different varieties of it going mm. around. There's a couple of seed companies have their version of Jack Harrow, I Yeah, think. Seedsman Jack Harrow was my favorite one. Seedsman. Mm,
1: Seedsman. Yeah, Seedsman, they're, they're like stock seeds. Their brand seeds are always good, and they're really cheap. You know, just a few quid for a seed and high quality, man.
2: Nice. I've been meaning to do my research and try to find out actually what what was the original strain of Jack Carreyr, who bred it and who's responsible for it. We like. would
0: mm-hmm. oh, have to go back and look that one up. We did did something on that, but it's all that's two years ago.
2: Ah, okay,
1: yeah, long time man.
2: So, as I said, there was a few strains, but I'm sure Jack I wondered if he even get the taste them.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a shame, and it? it's a shame. There was more named in homage of him.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's true.
1: Good shit, I'm just low. You've inspired me to fire up my bong here, Martin. Hmm. I'll join you.
2: Marty, am join I encouraging you. combustion out there? I thought you were only vaping these days, Mackie.
1: Well, I've got a little <laughs> bong, so sometimes I like to hit the bong as well. Yes. I don't do it every day. you know. day. I'll do it when I want to, rather than feeling the need to. That's the best thing about it, man.
2: Yeah, I've, I have to get into a bit of a health buzz over here now. I've been like having a lot of downtime. You were asking about the health and stuff, I suppose, with, with the health, I've been just taking it easy, not, not putting my body through too much stress. Uh, mm. I, I, I used to work out like, uh, an an M, a motherfucker, <laughs> I suppose we can curse on her We're after nine o'clock. <laughs> so good, bro. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was training like a mad thing there before. And, um, but when the, the epilepsy in April, I suppose when I got that status epilepticus, that one that really took me down, I, I've gone running twice and I used to run about five days of the week. And I used to put in about 10 miles every time I quote run. And I used do a nice bit of running. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, my, my body weight now has gone up. I'm, I was only just saying at the gram, actually, I'm like 10 kilos above my normal walking around weight. Right, right. So, what are you going to do? Get back out there running again? Yeah, I have to get out there and I'll start and, you know, I'll to address and get back exercise. And uh, I think a part of that, I think I'm going to combust a little less and vape a little more um, because I've not been friendly at all with my vaporizer. I'm Shame right. at least saying. <laughs>
1: It's it's like with the vape you can get a nice level of high. You just take, like kind of mildly high, but if you really want to get it smashed, if you want your eyes to be swollen, you know that kind of high, you know, when you're like, woof. Yeah. You know, be high. Then you got to hit the bong for that shit. You could do it on the vape, but it takes a little bit longer.
2: Yeah, the vape, and, um, the vape was nice. It was handy actually. I was above the Tato park here in Ireland, one of the team parks, and uh yeah, the the vape came in handy up there, nice and discreet. Mm-hmm, <laughs> We say bubble cup.
3: nice a nice nice dab out of the volcano or the mighty that generally sets you straight oh, yeah you i worry. suppose
1: i've only done fucking dry herb in it and i haven't done the the uh some kind of extract rosin oh, or something get, in there. Uh, you, get you get regular yourself regular mm-hmm. yeah, oh, yeah hash. hash will do it yeah, yeah, i want yeah, to make it some a hash bubble hash,
0: hash. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To, this is, just to drop a bubble hash and a mighty that's nice well
2: i'll let yep. you
1: i'll let you know how it is when i try some i'll get it done that's what i'm saying
2: yeah, you know, we've done the, bo- the bu- bubble hash and the volcano, and uh, oh boy, it's that tasty. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Oh boy.
2: <laughs> so are you ready with that well, bong now, Martin? Are you good? Oh, I, I am indeed, yeah. Sorry,
1: you said waiting. Yeah, we just I'm just waiting for you, bro.
2: Oh yeah, we got it. Uh, I have to give a shout out to Ferg, uh, Car Carbal Products, uh, local supporter of Martin's World Podcast. Uh, he nice. had it, bong originally for himself, and uh, he gifted it to me afterwards. So it's got a cool little skull design on it with like some roses. Um, and I'll harass the colour as well for Look those just listening. <laughs> Very nice. Looks like you've got Guinness in it. What the fuck? <laughs> no, it's, it's just been well used as like a, a nice layer. <laughs> I don't know, but the water is clean. It's fresh water and you just change it. Just for you guys. Fresh nice. water.
1: <laughs> but everybody out there, hit your shit. It's time to get high and then we're going to find out what the fuck's going on with Martin.
2: Let's do it. Let's do it. Mm-mm. So it's been a while since I chatted with you last, Mackie. Um, yeah,
1: man, we've been very busy. You've been very busy, you know.
2: Yeah, so I like the content coming up, man. I've been keeping the interviews flowing. I wish I could say the same for myself. but um, Two a
1: week, bro, for good. some reason. but yeah. well, it became to a point where, you know, the listeners are listening now, so don't tell them. you know. <laughs> but it came to a point where it's not like it was difficult to get interviews. I just wasn't sending out the emails. And was like the interview on the week, we're, you know, we have an interview during the week and then that same interview would go out to everybody on the same week. So it was only one interview away. And if somebody cancelled, we had no interview to go out that particular week. Ah. So it's like, can't keep doing this, man. We need to have a backlog of interviews. Yeah, yeah. Um, I see what you're saying. And, and now we we do two a week, but we started doing two a week to make sure we had a nice backlog of four or five. But then we just continue to do it. So, so now we, yeah. we we only send out one a week, but we do two interviews a week and it gives you a lot of content to put out for sure man it's like but it's more difficult to decide which one's going out now
2: people are hungry for it out there man so uh, good stuff i providing providing uh, keeping the people nourished that's it <laughs> people enjoy it so and we're happy
1: to do it as well you know it's always fun to sit down and chat with people you know how it is
0: yeah yeah um, no definitely
1: we enjoy I'm, it I'm, they enjoy it well, let's just fucking do it then you know <laughs> yeah, no,
2: i've been missing it uh terribly just haven't been able to fucking, uh I think just shit's just been all over the place over here. I haven't been able to. Not, don't know whether what's going to be happening from one hour to the next. So yeah, you must try be stressed to like fuck, in uh, mm.
1: And the missus is pregnant, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, baby number four underway, Bye. Nice yeah. congratulations, congratulations. congratulations. I don't know, if congratulations yeah, congrats,
0: or I'm sorry for you, man. No, yeah. you know,
1: oh my God. no it's not so bad when let's say it's, it's two or four
2: because you pair them off and they're fine okay, okay. Well, you have <laughs> that
1: odd one out where things start so you to stay different. away from that odd number okay you know know what what i'm saying mm-hmm. that would
2: be different there, there was um what is it there's eight years between kelsey and alexis i think it's eight or seven years something like that anyway close enough to that um i know there's going to be a year and three months between these two babies between elijah and his brother or sister to be, <laughs> sweet. Uh, and no, looking no forward it's going to it's gonna be quite an experience. Like I, I love kids. I love um my kids as well, <laughs> but kids are just so much fucking fun to be around. Now I'm gonna have two of them around. It's gonna be. I, I'm really hoping for a boy. I'm, I'm, hoping that I can have uh, Elijah have a little brother and his little yeah, brother have a big sweet, brother, man. and uh, that would make my fucking day. But like yeah, that, yeah. I'll, I'll welcome a girl just as graciously too.
1: <laughs> yeah, man, kids are fucking awesome. It's, it's what make life worth in in
2: my opinion. Ah, oh, dear man, Elijah's at a point moment now. Like where just every second with him is just invaluable. I mm-hmm. enjoy it so fucking mm-hmm. much. Like I'm so thankful I can uh, be at home with him and uh, be enjoying that. And like, I suppose <laughs> you can appreciate that more considering
1: that you could potentially lose a couple of months of that time pretty soon.
2: A hundred percent. Like like right now, I I shouldn't even be here. Like you know, it's 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 mad to think that. My sister just came back from Australia. She only just went home there today, actually. So forgive me if I get emotional now talking about this. <laughs> well, well, carry on, bro. You know. but we only just said goodbye there a while ago. But hmm. it, going back two months ago, that there was a judge on July 13th uh, thought, you know, that it was OK to just take two months of my life away over a CBD joint. So oh. like not only would I not have to, to enjoy the time that I did with my my own family, but like with, with my uh, extended family then with my sister and uh, all of the other family that, that came together throughout mm. the last month and I, I suppose even for them you know when I, when I think about it you know as much as they enjoyed my company throughout that if I wasn't to be there it's like as much a punishment for them then as well uh, all over a fucking giant of C- a CBD flower too to make it even worse, like mm-hmm. So
1: let's start from the beginning oh. there, because you do a lot of. Uh, there's going to be listeners who don't know who you are. So, so you do a lot of events, civil disobedient events, the civil disobedience events, where you go and plant cannabis plants out outside the Garda station.
2: And you do shit. <laughs> no, like I, that. I, I hand them into the Garda station. I plant them outside the city hall. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I so say you do these crazy things, man. And one of one of the most recent
1: ones you did, where was the place? Gundarvan or something like that? Did you call it? What's yeah,
2: Dungarvan with a D.
1: Dungarvan, yeah, got Dungarvan. the G and the D mixed round. <laughs> Dungarvan, which Gundarvan. Okay. It's, and you went into the police station there with a joint and handed yourself in for possession of cannabis when it was a CBD, it was CBD cannabis in the joint. Yeah,
2: yeah, but just to give a bit more context, I suppose, uh, on that particular day, that, that would have been August of last year, I would imagine. Yeah, last year. Um, the owners of a CBD store in Ireland, CBD Cafe Re- Relief Cafe, they're based in Dungarvan and Clonmel. Um, their store is was targeted again um or was their home I, I can't recall was it the store or the home or possibly even both um on, on this occasion the store owner uh, mark he got arrested and they brought him to Dungarvan garda station and they held him overnight in the garda station down there all over his cbd business he doesn't have any high thc cannabis you know the The the, the skunk stuff, you know, that stuff gives you psychosis. (laughs) Um, He's just all CBD, low THC. In in other words, hemp. He basically had hemp. Um, And uh, they they held him overnight in the guard station in the holding cell, which I I experienced myself there recently. And it's it's not a nice place to be. Um, So Mark is a member also uh, of the Cannabis Activist Alliance. And he shared with us his experience uh, once he got out of the guard station as to what, what what unfolded the night before. And we were shocked, we were horrified as to what went down. And for, for me, I was just like, guys, we, we have to call a day of action done in Dungarvin. And I think we've to call it as as close to the event as possible, um, in order to just really like highlight the the injustice that's been served here, like what the, the wrong that, that's going on um so that happened i think on a tuesday he that all happened and uh, on the saturday we organized the protest in dungarvan we got almost i don't know was there like nearly 200 people down there or something in the park or, or nearly 100 people uh, maybe i'm just don't know, uh my own i'll acknowledge my own bias there in terms of the crowd size like probably overestimating the crowd size um <laughs> but there the, the was a nice size crowd there for the the period of time that we had to the to notify people of the event most of the people actually who showed up were actually customers of Marks. Right. Uh, about about a quarter of the people who showed up were supporters of or members of the cannabis activist alliance or the wider cannabis community um but the vast majority of people who actually showed up down there were customers of Marks, and, and including kids there was a number of kids down there who were on the, the auto, autism spectrum and they, they were customers of Marks. Their, their parents go down there by the cbd oils administer them to the kids themselves and uh they swear by that they think it's very beneficial for the kids, helps with their behavior and stuff like that. But that one of those kids, uh, you, you'll find the, the picture up online over on Relief if you go back through their social media and Facebook so, uh, or any of the places. But one of the kids was holding a sign as, I don't get high, I get healthy. Um, so it was very, it was a very powerful message. You know, It was a very powerful um, display that, that happened on the day. We, we met at the park in Dungarvan, and we marched from there then up through the town, uh, right through the main street of the town. It's, it's a small town, Dungarvan. Um, so we went right up through the main street Uh, all all of the store owners uh, quite a lot of them came out to the door uh, were kind of like oh what's going on here because as we were marching up we were chanting i had the megaphone um so we were making quite a bit bit of a noise going up through the town we the traffic held up as we were marching up the main street um and uh, we got support there was a lot of chairs a lot of clapping as we were going past as well because a lot of the businesses down there would be aware of uh that what's going on with relief um, and a lot of them are supportive of it that they welcome the business to the town because it's great it's you know it's giving a new service to the town that uh, people are happy with hmm. um, and when we made it we marched then at the other side of the town uh, to the Garda station and at the Garda station we started to hold more chants in the parking lot of the Garda station um, and uh, we also had a civil disobedience protest there as well many people actually brought some proper cannabis i suppose there and they would have been consuming that some of them are actually medical patients too um and the, the civil disobedience got so strong that the guards actually had to close the the nearby windows of the Garda station because um <laughs> i think our protest was maybe bothering them in in in, in, in certain ways <laughs> but but not and at one point did any guard leave that Garda station and come out and interfere with us they stuck their head out the window to have a look um and, and that so was have a
1: quick lungful
2: yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, So at the end of that, um, once everybody's civil disobedience was uh, finished, uh, I said, "Look, we're going. I'm going to engage in further civil disobedience here." I had a, a pre-roll of um, some CBD flour from Mark's store from the Relief, and myself, uh, Mark as well, the store owner, and another one of the lads um, who actually brought in a, a baggie of, um, or, or was it a hand rolled? Uh, Uh, joint of raspberry leaf there was no cannabis in there just to to be a bit of a nuisance but he was also being smart too in a sense that uh he he has a job he didn't want to be risking the the court and stuff but Mm -hmm. he didn't want to miss an opportunity to be there by our side so that that's why he didn't i I respect that i thought that was great Uh, because it still had to be tested It still used Mm -hmm. resources of the cops it still required a cop to go test it to log the data and uh, all of that stuff. So like, it, it was a successful protest on his part. But on our part, then myself and Mark, we, we handed in CBD joints. We got court summonses. Um, Mark's court case got put off um, until he's high court because he's currently in the high court here in Ireland battling it. And he, he's, he's in a position where he could potentially be the one responsible for uh, a change in the misuse of drugs act here in Ireland uh, to accommodate for low THC cannabis varieties um which would be great if he is uh, because uh, uh not no, no more deserving person for the two um but yeah he, he went in with me his case got put off um pending the outcome of that high court case but my one then interestingly um it didn't get put off <laughs> so i i went down there i showed up on the day in court i want i represented myself i didn't want legal assistance because i don't require it like I'm not guilty. um, And therefore, I I just think that solicitors are for guilty people and people who are afraid of the law. And I'm neither of those, unfortunately. <laughs> um, So I, I represented myself on the day, met the judge, uh, judge heard the details of the case. And then just like that, he was like, right, come back on in June, someday in June, like the 6th of June or something like that. I can't remember exactly what it was. And I was like, ah, but judge, you know, I was kind of like, I'm here now today. I have to travel up from Cork. I was like, surely we can just deal with it today, please. Being very nice to him and like, no, he got he got rather upset that I would suggest to him that we deal with it today. He was like, I'm I'm the judge here. I'll decide when I will deal with this case. Oh,
1: fucking man's ego.
2: Yeah, the guy was a, a little a bit of a fucking junk. Cranky cunt <laughs> Sorry <laughs> don't so right. judge
1: mate Of course he is
2: <laughs> Yeah but by, Not only a judge But uh, I found out afterwards Actually he was an Ex-cop Um, uh, So so that could have Also been a reason As to why he wasn't Too happy with me And uh, wanted maybe Maybe to Make an example of me Maybe he was talking mm-hmm. With some of his Ex-Guard colleagues Maybe who Kind of like Oh this fella thinks He's a bit of a A hotshot or whatever Marching into the Guard station with thing make an example Of him there for us And uh, you know Quite and then put out his flame there um and that's quite like pretty much what the, get, the judge actually said um because uh w- when we went back to the court then eventually um so i suppose we'll get to the court case and what the judge said but what happened after that so the judge wouldn't deal with it that day i had to go back home and uh, i was supposed to come back in june so like again i talked about some of the stuff going on there like uh, some uh, stuff going on with the family uh, One, of my, my, my oldest daughter she's having some mental health problems and things like that uh, don't really want to go into too much detail but on this particular morning there, there was a bit of a crisis back at home and I was like only after leaving 10 minutes now my daughter as all well, keep in mind she was due to start her junior cert this morning so the whole morning was soured already you know with the, like I happened to head down to Dungarvan. you know my daughter was heading off to do her junior cert but there was a lot of pressure there and it would have been much better if I didn't have to go to court and if I was able to be there for, that morning more fully, uh, because I might have been able to divert what kind of happened afterwards. Like my my daughter uh, had a bit of a breakdown that morning, I suppose I'm not, not really going to say it too much more after that. Mm-hmm, but uh, mm-hmm. That's our story And I uh, don't want to be Talking about that
1: yeah, You never watch mate You know had right. better things To be fucking doing
2: I basically had to pull a, U-turn, pull a U-turn And come back With the road uh, mm-hmm, to, mm-hmm. to be at home again Because I was needed It was it was very important That they get back home mm-hmm. um, So my, my mom actually Rang the Garda station And was like Look my The, the Dungarvan Garda station And was like Look my son is in court This morning um, But he has to stay home There was a bit of an emergency um, And uh, so That was fine I, I thought that The, the, the word would have Got to him um, but apparently it didn't. I'm also after skipping over the fact that uh, in, was it March before that? When, when was Spanibus on? That was in March, wasn't it? Oh, I ain't sure, mate. Yeah, you I think Spanibus that. on was in March, but I, I had COVID during Spanibus. But I was supposed mm. to be going to Spanibus the day after this court case, uh, but I had COVID. So not only could I not go to the Spanibus, I couldn't go to court either. So I, em- I emailed the court, I sent them like a screenshot of my fucking HSC, uh, that's the health board over here, saying that I have to isolate for 10 days because I tested positive for COVID. It wasn't bad, fucking like small uh, flu, uh, I cut off of my small flu, um, but I couldn't go to court. So there was two days I couldn't go to court. Once was over COVID, the second time over a family emergency. So keep in mind. I asked this judge to deal with it the first day that I went down, you know, mm-hmm. it, it was back in February. It was February when I first showed up in court down there for it. I think it was, then he asked me back down in, uh, in March, I had COVID couldn't come. Uh, so it was rescheduled for June, had a family emergency that morning. Um, so couldn't attend either. So it was July 13th to say 13 is unlucky for some. Um, I think it was more unlucky for that judge than me. I think why he done that, and that particular day was more a blessing than a curse. Um, but July 13th, I was back in court. Thank God, no incidents that morning. Thank God, no family emergencies. You know, I, I was able to actually make it to Dungarvan. So when Dungarvan showed up in court, case gets called. Uh, eh, I suppose on the, inc- uh, on the occasions I missed court, I took on a solicitor down there. It was actually the solicitor from Relief. Um, so he was there to represent me on this day. So what, what that means, I suppose, to people out there who, who haven't been to court or who haven't represented themselves is it means you as a person cannot talk to the judge. You have to talk to your solicitor. Your solicitor talks to the judge. Again, I'm not used to this. Mm-hmm. So on this particular day, I, I go up, I stand there, you know, I let my solicitor do a bit of the talking, whatever. Um, and then the judge is like, didn't, didn't even want to hear the details of the court, the, the case. Didn't even want to hear the reasons as to why I missed the two court cases before. He was just adamant that, right, you didn't show up to the two court cases before. And uh, I'm going to make an example of you pretty much. Uh, he, heard, uh, he He asked what were my previous convictions. So he, he would hear what my previous convictions were, but he wouldn't hear the details of the case. He wouldn't hear arguments being put against the case. I was in mm. for sentencing. So that was it. That was what I was in for. I was just in for sentencing. There, there was no, going to be no hearing of the case and no arguments put forward. I was after missing that because I didn't show up in court, but basically COVID and fucking family emergency, as I explained. Yeah, yeah. Um, so because I had previous convictions, the judge was, uh, he turns around, and this is where I think he was trying to make an example of me or he was maybe being influenced by outside sources, or ex-guarda, friends, colleagues, whatever, um, he was like, this guy's got previous convictions for Section 3 personal possession of, uh, of drugs. Um, I think I have three of them or four of them. can't recall now what it was. Like, <laughs> it's, it's about time uh, a custodial sentence puts manners or, or, or teaches this young lad or young fellow a lesson. Something along those lines. Anyway, like mm-hmm. that, that, it was a custodial sentence and it was going to teach me a lesson and it was going to you know, sort me out. It was kind of like, what in the name of God? He hands me two months two months for a CBD joint <laughs> I, I was just standing there absolutely gobsmacked um and, and when i was saying that you can't talk to a judge like I, I was trying to put forward my arguments like tell him hey judge you know i had covid i have proof hair he was like no i don't need to hear this you talk to your solicitor don't talk to me i was like judge you know my fucking daughter i was like i needed to be there for her it was like you you that case I, I was i said that, that that morning i informed the guards that i wa- wouldn't be able to attend that case I don't want to hear it I don't want to hear it There was almost an argument In the, course, the, the court Between me and the judge I thought I was going to get fucking, um, Contempt the court And everything Because yeah. of it And it wasn't even Being argumentative I was just talking over him And he was trying he to He just
1: say, wasn't doing What you were told he was, much, he, hey. he
2: was telling me To shut up that thought that wow. he, he didn't want to talk to me He wants to talk to my solicitor Because he, he Said to me He goes shut up He goes I'm talking To your solicitor and it goes, but judge, he doesn't even know it because it's his first time meeting me this morning. And I, I, it was on the tip of my tongue to turn around and say to my solicitor, "You're fired, get get away, I don't need you." No, judge, talk. To me. <laughs>
0: yeah, and
2: yeah. On the tip my tongue, uh, but the solicitor was like, "Look, we'll appeal it. Don't worry, we'll appeal it." So he was telling me to be quiet, basically, his solicitor as well. So I, I did. I, 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 was quieting down anyway. So um, the judge uh, demanded two hundred euro for an appeal, um, of the the sentence, whatever you know, so I can get out in bail. Um, so he said, Jack Grant, uh, I'll get it there. I was going to go down and get it out of my bag. It was at the back of the courtroom with my buddy that was attending court with me, Graham, who was talking about earlier, actually. And he wouldn't let me. He was like, no, no, no. no do, you have the, do you have the money in your pockets there? And I was like, no, it's in, my, it's in my bag in the back of the room, judge, I'll just get it there. He goes, no, no, you're you're in custody right now. He goes, if you don't have the money in your, in your pockets, sit down there and... uh you're in custody and he just started dealing with the next case. I was just like, what in the fuck is going on here? Like I, I wanted to just walk to my buddy and just you know, jump. Like, You're not sitting down here doing, you know, fuck you are not do what you tell me. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, But I I kind of did. I was just a bit shocked by the whole situation that was unfolding, you know? And, and I was so like, when you're in court, you know, there, there is this fucking element of power there. Like the judge does have this fucking weird power over you. Like, and, if you walk down to the room, it's going to be fucking five or six cops going to jump all over you as soon as that judge clicks his fingers. Like, mm. you know, you're like, and this is all at the back of your mind. So, like, you fucking sit there out of fear. Like, I have to say, you sit there out of fear. Otherwise, I would have just walked down and just been like, judge, cop on knowing. Mean, let me get the money there. Look, John, I would just walk away. But if I, if I was to do that, I would have cops just jump all over me. So... They made me sit there in the court and they started dealing with other court cases. Um, so I got out my phone and I, I, I was texting my buddy to say, hey, pass over the money. And a guard that was next to me, or cops over here, uh, police, uh, for, for those in the UK. <laughs> um, uh, he, he tried to grab my phone off me and I kind of pulled my phone back, uh, reacted, pulled the back away from him. Like, he, what are you doing? And he was like, you're on custody. No, know, he goes, uh, you're not supposed to have that phone. Give it to me. And he goes, I'm not giving you my phone. He goes, I'm going to be taken off. And I go, I looked looked him dead in the eye and I goes, I'd like to see you try. (laughs) (laughs) And at that point he went for his handcuffs and he goes, come on, leave the courtroom. He didn't even try to take the phone at me at this point. He goes, come on, leave the courtroom. So I said, yeah, no bother at all. So I got up and at that point I walked to my buddy and I gave him my phone and I goes, hang on to that there for me. And I went out then and uh, they put me in handcuffs and I was outside then uh, in the courtroom and I was just saying it to the guard that was with me. I was like, what's going on here? He goes, this is all over a CBD joint that you can still, he goes, you walk up the road, there, 500 meters. I goes, and you can buy that product that I handed to you that day inside in that shop. I goes, this is ridiculous what's going on here. You have me in handcuffs here and all. And I said, I actually had to be at a very important appointment that day as well at three o'clock. So I would all planned out don't get the court case done. I'd be back home before lunchtime and I'd be making an appointment there with my daughter, actually, to see fucking, the, the mental health uh, professionals uh, that morning, the therapist. Um, but I missed that because what happened afterwards is while I was sitting there burning the ears off of this particular cop, I didn't know that were actually getting a car down from the Garda station and they brought me up and put me into custody up in the Garda station. They, they removed me from the courtroom until the court was finished. So they held me back up in the Garda station until 2 o'clock that day. So it was about 11 o'clock uh, when 11 a.m., When they removed me from the court and uh, it was two o'clock or or a little bit after two when I got out of that Garda station, Um, it was ridiculous Uh, My my, the the money was given to the solicitor and the judge wouldn't accept it until after two o'clock. It was absolutely ridiculous. So I was held in the cell in Dungarvan. Where Mark was held, you know, fucking ironically, it was just kind of like, all right, here we go. I'm fucking following this. What in his footsteps in a sense, like. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't do well in there. Like, I, I look, I, I don't mind admitting this because, like, I don't do well. I, I, I honestly, I, I, my mental health just goes to shit because, like, you're you're basically being put into a room. Uh, that it's just completely concrete. They, they have a bit of a raised concrete segment that resembles, you know, a fucking, a, a little bed on the floor with a, a little, I don't know if you, like a, a yoga mat. This is mm-hmm. pretty much what's down there and a smelly looking blanket as well. Um, and, and that's what's in there. here in there with like a, these fucking lights that are flush into the wall and stuff. Like, ah, oh, it's just, a, it's a soul devouring place. Like it is, it's just soul devouring. Um, but before I went in there, I told the cops, like, it goes, look, I don't do well in custody. I goes, look, I'll talk to you out here." I goes, I'm fine. I goes, I'll sit in the bench there. I'll be no problem. Put me in handcuffs. I goes, and I'll, I'll talk away at you if you want, or I'll be quiet if you want me to be. It goes, if he put me in the cell, I goes, I'm not going to do well. They fucking put me in the cell. And not only did they put me in the cell, but because I told them I don't do well in the cell, then they, they took my shoes off me. They took my pants off me. Um yeah. Yeah, yeah, the, the, it was ridiculous. I was stripped down to pretty much my jocks. They, they they removed pretty much all of it. Like I was just in there in my jocks in the cell uh, for three hours, in uh, a completely just cold concrete. Fucking, fucking... hell, man! You can. Could... Yeah, yeah, it was man. I'll all, all this now. Keep in mind over a CBD joint, like it's not even gonna get you fucking high. You could smoke a field load of stuff, and it's not gonna get you high. It's not gonna cause you psychosis. It's not gonna cause you schizophrenia. But if mm-hmm. you have an inflammation, it might relieve that. You know, no, um, it's like and John and Billy are gonna love this,
1: right? It's like you can imagine Martin there in his boxers, sitting on the fucking bed in the cell. You know, it's not like you want to imagine Martin <laughs> in his boxers. But, you
2: know, you just picture that shit. Imagine yeah. that being you. But you it know? wasn't just sin there, man. I, I was like insider. I was trying to keep myself calm and stuff like that. But mm. at the same time, uh, I, I was just really pissed off. So I, I started banging on the door. I'm, I'm a door banger when I get into the cell. That, that's kind of how it starts for me. Um, <laughs> and uh, I, I was trying to, find, I thought it was, I was smart because I'd done this before when I, I, I ended up in Cork Prison here in Ireland uh, for five days. Um, but before I ended up in car prison, they held me in a cell and I, I, I was using my fucking feet. I, I was lying on the floor of my ass up against the wall, with my feet against the door, and I was banging with the back of my heels off of the door, just fucking noise wrecking their heads out into the, the guard station because I knew they could hear me in the, the reception um, because I've heard it there before when I was signing on, when I was released. <laughs> um, but I just kept on banging and banging, um, um, but my heels were fucked in for ages afterwards so I thought I'd be smart this time. I just used the palm of my hands, John. If you've ever seen uh, Pancreas, do you ever see that? The open palm fucking fist fighting. They don't close their fist to fight with the open palms, palm right, strikes. Right. Very, very effective uh, style of fighting, especially if, uh, if you're not a, uh, a person who's used to throwing punches because like your palm is actually a lot stronger than your knuckles would be if, if you haven't been conditioning your knuckles. <laughs> just think of it that way, I suppose. But um, that, that, that kind of went on for like an hour. And then on stage, I just started getting the mads and I just turned, I t- I turned my back and uh, I I, I kicked, kicked back at the fucking door um, and I fucked up my heel and I couldn't walk then for nearly, was, geez, couldn't walk on the leg for nearly two weeks. I actually had to go up and get an x-ray to make sure I didn't break my heel and um, didn't fracture or anything like that. But thank God I didn't, but it was just badly bruised, uh, done some damage. There's a lot of muscles and shit like that down around the heel. So a lot of damage to that. So guys, just the word warning: just don't kick the fucking cell door. When you're <laughs> <in the> cell. <laughs> but, but try like, and stay calm. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Try to stay calm because mm-hmm. I didn't. I just hit a blind rage and I snap. Mate,
1: no, because and... the thing is, mate, you're you're rational with your arguments. You're using logic to come up with your arguments about you know the legality of cannabis and the fact that it shouldn't be. And you've got these people who are suppressing you. And just being completely illogical, and they won't even hear your fucking side of the story. Yep. And you, you can speak it all day long, but they still ain't gonna listen. They don't give a fuck, and it's wrong, man. The yeah. injustice is just fucking too much, and and that's what's gonna piss you off to them extents.
2: Yeah, well, what, what really drove me mad on that day really was the the importance of my. Uh, attending my daughter's meeting with her like because like mm-hmm. my, I, she needed me, like, you know, she needed her border parents there. She needed all the sports she can get and mm-hmm. for me to have to give up a stupid amount of time to be going all the way down there to Dungarvan to be entertaining this case and then to be locked up and in a fucking cell and because. What I mean the whims of some just fucking old fart of a judge who thinks he's doing, like, that. that's another one. You think, he, that judge actually thinks he's doing good. Like, he's not up there thinking he's, he's doing an absolute anything. hero, bro, hero. He's own mind, like, he is. He <laughs> he's wearing <his> a <laughs> fucking cape, and, you know, the sun shines out his arse. Like, what mm-hmm. reality was, and I was trying to explain that to the guards, like, I was trying to give you insight to the guards, was like, guards, you know, I was like, what have I done to anybody? It's a like, CBD joint, you know, it's like, surely there's more important things to be dealing with. Sure, you can just take these handcuffs off and just let me go away. It's so like you could you could do that right now, and he's like, I can't. It's so, like, but you can. <laughs> uh, man. Oh, you're never getting through the those cops either, like you know, that, that rule yeah, yeah. cops. Man. No,
1: but you you <sighs> think that, but I mean, I'm sure many of them don't have the the perspective that it should be illegal. It's just that they're doing the fucking job, aren't they?
2: And they need to feed their kids. They need to pay the fucking electric bill. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No. <laughs> Mm. No, but they, they have to be kept safe too, man I was like, I'm sitting down in that court on that day as well And I, I wasn't the only one there for, there for cannabis Like the first day I actually went down I was in the court uh, actually a little bit longer And I seen, uh, I think it was there about an hour and a bit And in the hour and a bit that I was there There was at least 10 cases up for cannabis Out of about wow. what, what, it, what he might have done in the hour About 30, 40 cases So you would say about like 25% of the fucking cases That I seen in that hour Cannabis, cannabis possession, you know, personal possession of cannabis. I'm just, sitting am going, name? How much? Yeah, how much they different. making off that, man? But that's no different from any other time that I go to court as well. You know, anything I've been to court a lot. So, so I have a lot of experience in this. So I like speaking from a solid foundation on this. And a lot of the time I go to court, there's at least over 25% of the time that there's 25% of the cases uh, or more are cannabis related. Like in, in one particular ca- day, I actually went to court and going way back. There was uh, 13 of us there. The judge kept us all right to the end of the day. He kept us until after his lunch as well. He, uh, I I was uh, sitting in the court this particular day and there was somebody called that came up and he was like, oh, section three, personal possession of cannabis. Uh, he was like, right, yeah. He goes, I, I have a number of these cases to deal with today. And he called out all our names, uh, named us all, like uh, I think there was 13 of us there. He was like, right, he goes, uh, I'll deal with you at uh, 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 at the end so Did you look left and for- right
1: And make You know that That
2: smoke sign That <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <we laughs> After lads You're
1: coming out right <laughs> <laughs>
2: Probably should have I, I, I wasn't really as um I, I wasn't the person Back then that I am today If, if, if it was me now Then definitely I would have been Kind of looking around Right who's the 13 of us Right lads Come on let's go outside And we do something About this you
0: know
2: <laughs> Get all your stories Like tell me what's going on Because mm. I, I I'd done that in the past When I was in there I was really pissed off One day in the court And I was just, out there in, you know they'd have a, a lobby where people are standing outside of the courtroom and i just kind of said openly like i was there on my own i was like anybody here for cannabis and then some fellow was just over talking <laughs> and like, I didn't here for cannabis they went over to him and i was just like ah oh, so what's your story watching a cop what are you here for how much and just start chatting to him, and he was like really cool guy he owns a snooker club actually only down the road from me uh, so uh, yeah i was like cool and uh he, yeah. he got off that day he got off with a fucking um donation to the charity box as well. But see, it makes a fucking
1: fortune, mate. If you know if you're saying there's 10-20 cases in an hour, just cannabis related, and they're getting fined 250 each. That's between fucking 2,000 and 5,000
2: the euro. It's um, been saying it for a long time um, but I just hate to be seen like a bit of a conspiracy. You Not, know, but the thing is a fucking money racket. That's that's oh, all it's getting
1: it, yeah. four out hat out. Martin. I know I, I should it's <laughs> underneath <laughs> this you just don't see do it. <laughs> you know.
2: No, but, but no, seriously, it, it is. It's just a fucking money man. Yeah, it's fucking, mate. It, it's it's uh, crooked
1: uh, as fuck, mate. It's crooked as fuck.
2: It's not, not just for, like, the the government, I suppose, and the fines and stuff, but, like, the legal aid. Like, we, I don't know what the story is over in the UK, but, like, over here, people get free legal aid easily. You know, you just mm. go in, you get free legal aid um, if you're unemployed or whatever the case may be, and quite often or not, those are the people who are getting stopped and searched by the cops in those particular areas where they're going to have a higher percentage of unemployed people. Um So therefore, you know, it's it's, it's mad that that the solicitors, the they're, they're making a fucking fortune. There's one particular guy um in Cork. That there's a, a really cool meme going around the place about him. Uh, Fra- Frankie Buttermore is his name. He's a solicitor. Um, and he goes, uh, it, it goes something like this. Uh, my client may be a scumbag. He may be a thief, and he he may be uh, violent, but he's an honourable man. <laughs> <laughs> like that you know it's like because he'll defend the fucking the worst of the scumbags, and he he's no shame at all he's hilarious like so, um but but man i've been in the court many times and, and he'd be sniffing around waiting for somebody to go in and he's like yo do you, do you need a solicitor you have for cannabis is it you need free laid oh uh, yeah no bother i'll search out <laughs> yeah. hungry for it like so there, there's mm. so many people making fucking money off of this so many people because you, man. you've got all of the, the like i suppose like The the prison staff and stuff like that—they're—they're—they're all fucking in on it, I suppose. Not in on it in a sense, like, but there's one particular prison in Ireland, uh, Joy, and I think it's over seventy percent of prisoners up there are drug-related prisoners. No way. Yeah, it's mad. So I I don't know, like. What's stopping people from up there in the likes of Choi to be speaking out in support of reform of our drug laws to make their fucking job safer? Because there's many people in there who shouldn't even be in there. They should be in a fucking health facility. You know, facility you you know, know, if I cannabis
1: think... wasn't illegal, they'd have to go and fight real crime. Yeah. <laughs> they don't want to do that. It's dangerous. <clears throat> they can just go take a bag of weed off a teenager and everything would be okay. It's
2: just so ineffective. You know, it's like, in a sense, you know, I'm, I'm showing up in court and this judge thinks he's helping me. I, I don't need his help. I didn't seek out his help. But meanwhile, in society, we, we have some people out there who really need help and there's no resources there to help those people. Mm-hmm. was like, what in the fuck kind of society do we live in when we've got, we've got judges there getting fucking paid an, an extortionate amount of money to sit there to be fucking egomaniacs they the, the offer help to people who don't even want it i don't want that help but i never needed treatment my cannabis use was never a problem except fucking guards catching me and taking my mm-hmm. cannabis off me that was the only problem i ever had with my cannabis um but you know i didn't need his help but again you know it's just like again i suppose this, you might guess in what the situation with people just it's very close to home my own daughter you know it's like we're in a situation where there, there's fucking a lack of resources there to help with, with that situation And it's just very fucking frustrating
1: Because
2: mm-hmm. I'm dealing yeah. in one sense Where you, you got like Fucking Operation Tara here in Ireland Which is an operation That specifically targets uh, Drug users and drug dealers uh, And it, it unashamedly admits It targets all levels Of drug use in Irish society So pretty much it's going to be Fucking getting a lot of Operation Taras uh, has taken down a lot of small growers, a lot of home growers, you know, people who might have been members of Percy's at one point mm-hmm. in time or something. You know, we we don't know. Um, but a lot of the Operation Taras has been small growers and stuff like that and any other significant red, then they're just slapping Operation Tar onto it. But that that cuts the taxpayers here in Ireland over. I, I think I worked it out and it was... Um, a conservative figure of uh, fourteen million, I think it was, or something. Fuck. Yeah, fourteen million, just just specifically for drug drugs dealing and stuff like that in society. And it's like you take fourteen million and million, you're just like, how many how many fucking places could you get there uh, to to take care of uh, kids with severe fucking issues that need to be dealt with immediately? You know, uh, crisis points. You know, not be putting a fucking waiting list there to be waiting months at a time when uh, you know uh, I won't to go there. You know? It's like politics isn't this. You know, I want to kind of avoid so. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's fucked up, mate. It's fucked up. It regardless, on, regardless of which fucked side up. you're on, you know, if you're on the left or the right or in the middle, whatever you can. It's, it's we all agree that this shit is just bullshit, and it's it's beyond a joke now. So like, there's no point in the last fifty years as somebody been like, you know, all of these laws we've got, it hasn't really changed anything. In fact, things are worse than they've ever been out there. So yeah. Maybe we're doing something wrong, and we should change the strategy a little
2: bit. Not not only are drugs like more available today, but there's more. Fucking drugs available, as and like more of a variety of drugs out there. Like mm-hmm. before, it was for just sure. coke, yolks and whatever. Now you got all these other fucking research chemicals that are after adding to the the, the prohibited list. Like so the, the, it's it's the problem hasn't got like our day. Yeah, uh, the problem hasn't got better. It's only got worse. It's, mm-hmm. going to get, it's only continued to get worse under the prohibition. The only way forward is fucking regulation. You know, a lot of these research chemicals yep. that came about all of the spice bullshit, that was because mm-hmm. cannabis was illegal, and they needed something that wasn't. And for a time. That stuff wasn't illegal. Now it is illegal, but it's still fucking around because ah, cannabis is still not legal. So, John, you know, and people mm-hmm. are getting caught with it. And you got all the tainted shit going around. You actually have still people actively seeking spice, you know? um, mm-hmm. um to Everyone, each to each their own. But I think if cannabis was available, there'd be fucking seeking out spice. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. You know, that's what they're really looking for. Yeah.
2: Uh,
1: it's a damn shame, man. Oh, it's shocking about all these experts and you know these police officers who have been on the ground every day with their jobs and shit. They can't see the problems because the problems are eagerly,
2: easily fixed
1: yeah, Break that's, your that's, light that's the properly. thing,
2: you know, because you, you call them experts. I mean, like, experts are what man. They're, they're mm. all just fucking robots. They go into to the system and they, they they work as the system tells them to do. And not one of them is the fucking the, the, the backbone to kind of stand up and fucking challenge the system when they see inefficiencies, when they see injustices. Because yeah. like uh, you have to like have to think that there's going to be guards out there, or police out there when they're doing raids. You know, when when they were fucking raiding them. Um, Ah, fucking Un- Uncle Tony, uh, uh Auntie Bemkin, uh, John, when they his gaff, like the guy's fucking eighty odd. He's got mm-hmm. terminal kidney disease and shit, and you got cops going in, there taking away his plants, his medicine, like. It's like if you have to think that some of these cops are good, like that it doesn't yeah. sit well with we them that morally that that's wrong and like that that they have a bit of a fucking heart and yeah, we saying the same home. thing last week man with Caroline
1: yeah we had the and, and Caroline.
2: Caroline man there you go yeah. man there's an even more like getting like not against Tony but fucking a young kid like you know you take sympathy for the older person man a young yeah. young fucking kid who like severe fucking epilepsy. Like, I don't know at what age, actually, Mitch is. Uh, what age 15, is 15, Mitch is. 15, yeah. Th- mm-hmm. There you go. Like, the same age as my fucking daughter. Like, so, yeah, a young kid, like, and to become known threatening his mother of a fucking jail man. I was like, mm-hmm. what, what kind of, like, soulless, heartless people are these people not to be going back to their superiors and saying, no, I'm not going down telling this woman, I, like, no, no. Like, here's your, here's your bed. I, I, I'm on you Get school. home after um, work
1: and tell I, the other yeah, half yeah. you want to see what I did today, I'll save this kid. Because he's medicine.
2: Do you know if if so that was brave. me? If that was me as a cop, like uh, I I would be mm-hmm. like what what we had over here. Uh, I suppose there, there's a term for when our cops go on strike. Uh, they they call it the blue flu. But for any of these cops, like if that was me and I was told to go down to Caroline uh, Caroline's house uh, to to give her that uh, fucking um that notification that hey we're going to be arresting you and taking away your, and and to actually take away the medicine and mm-hmm. uh, the son having the seizures then not, not too long afterwards uh, it's horrible. But like. I'd be going down to my doctor, and I'd be kind of like, "I, I got PTSD. This, this is after destroying me." Mm-hmm. I'd be, out, I'd be out in the sick for like, how, how long could you milk it from the forest? Like, that's what the cops should be doing, because mm-hmm. uh, like, surely it's corrupt, and surely they're going home and and like, you know, tossing and turning bed and bedding like, what I done today was wrong. I, I have to think that these people are human, like, yeah, I, you I, know, I,
1: you just surely,
2: surely, like, and what, why is it that they're not coming forward? Like, I like, surely they should be coming forward and just be like, Gotta pay the bills," didn't they, mate? No, but like again, a, a blue flu type of situation like this is this is wrong. Like this is destroying. The, I can't sleep at night because of this. What you're making me do on the job? It's it's causing me trauma as a cop. You know, I, I, where, where are they? Where are they? Are, are they all fucking soulless, heartless people? Like are they? I don't know. Like sh- I I would like to think that I, I've not yet to, I I've met some nice guards, um, and, and I've met some sympathetic guards. Mm-hmm. Did, did they be sympathetic? is a cause? But I suppose that there's a fair there too for them. I suppose, but in the force of the, the the whistleblower, like they don't want to be the, that person to be challenging the the narrative, to be within the force to be going against it as well. So it's because they they face their own fucking um, uh, bullying and, and stuff like that that goes on there too. I suppose for those people who express certain views within the force. So so maybe that's what's keeping them back. I don't know about. Fuck me, man. Yeah, like, yeah, Tony and Mitch, you know, it's there's so many of them out there as examples. It's just like, how can you do that as a job? How? Oh, man, how does that sit well with you? You know, it's just putting your bread and butter on the table. It's fucking not fair off what they were doing before, you know, in terms yeah. of, you know, the, the, the order. Like, we would all look um very unfavorably or very negatively towards uh, people within the, the German army at the time when fucking Hitler took over and they became the Nazis, you know, but, but but let's remember, like a lot of those were just German soldiers, you know, but they had to conform. I was part of the thing. And quite like a lot of them during the Nuremberg trials, it's like, well, I was just following orders. I was just following orders. That, that was their defense. And man, I, this is why I was I can't help it. And I hate when I do it because, you know, I think you lose a lot of arguments when you do it, but I was like, they're Nazi fucking bastards, these cops, man, when they do mm-hmm. enforce these jobs and not challenge the orders they're given. Yeah. I can't see them as anything else. They're Nazi. No, I I know they're not fucking gassing us. They took away fucking. Sorry, I keep cursing. Sorry, but they took away. (laughs) They took away away (laughs) Mitch's medicine. Like that that was as good as gassing that young fella. Like, do you know what I mean? It it was kind of like leaving the gas. It's kind of like just halfway on. It might gas you. It might not gas you. Do you know what I mean? This is kind of what they're playing with. They're Nazi fucking bastards. I can't help it. But that's what they are. How do
3: you justify that? How do you justify that you're supposedly looking after the community when you're doing something like that and you're taking so you know, you're, you're effectively taking medicine from a child. That's not helping your community in any way, shape or form. There you like, go. Uh, and it's, it's a, you know, I, I was speaking to someone the other day and they turned around and they said like, you know, at, at the end of the day, the police are a company you know, and they're, they're employed by the state or federally, depending on what level of, of police they are. Um, they, they, have to go out. They're going to make arrests. they have got to make a certain amount of fines. It all comes back to the fact that we're easy targets. Um, that that's half the reason why they continue to police it uh, across all, all level of drugs, not just cannabis, but when it comes to cannabis, we tend to be the majority. Um, and then, and, you know, I was talking to another bloke and he was saying that when he went in the same thing as you, there was so many there that were there for cannabis possession, not, oh. not anything else, just having it on them. And, um, And he's saying, like, it just clogs the courts. Uh, So instead of these, instead of the courts actually focusing on proper crimes and the police focusing on proper crime and and stamping out things like domestic violence and whatever else, they're just worried about getting their next arrest and adding up and boosting their numbers so that they get more money for their station. Mm -hmm. Absolute shit. Shouldn't be. Shouldn't be what it is. Why are we? Why are we paying these people? If you're not going to look after the community, what's the point?
0: Yeah.
1: What value do you have? I'm supposed Sad. to stand up for us, man. It's it's a shit state of affairs for many of us. I mean, I think all of us here are uh, growing, smoke illegally.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah, so, yeah. Some yeah. bullshit, man. And there's people out there who can, like TG, for example, who can just go buy it, use it as medicine, use it recreationally. You can get the, the uh, the fucking what was it called? What did he have yesterday, monkey? That- um. I don't know. He was, was smoking to dress right yesterday. Yeah. Now, No, you got that thing in the in the little tub. who hitting the bong. Do you have? Uh, I don't, I don't know, know what it was. No, it I like wasn't some paying good attention ship. to that. Yeah, shit, we can't get here in the UK.
0: Yeah, I mean, he can grow. He can grow his plants in his front yard, and he does. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just
1: that's nice. Just crazy, yeah, for sure. It's just crazy how Is much that? the the rules differ. Tg, tg. It's Canada. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. John O'Regan look, said there, Martin for president. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> would you do it? Would you? Because uh, I think he's I think he You're going our,
2: our, our president here in Ireland is just a puppet position. Man, I, I'd rather have a position with some power. Uh, I'd rather. I, I'd rather actually see the inner workings of the government in terms of being uh, TD. Um But uh, I appreciate the nomination there, uh, John. <laughs> 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 um But no, the the, the pop are the, there. The president in Ireland, I suppose he signs laws, but it's the, the, the politicians who draft them. So, yeah, I'll just make sure to get it right. Like
1: <laughs> So, what is next for you? What's going to happen? You have don't another know. court case coming up because you're appealing right now, right?
2: So, I actually realized that uh, I, I was given today as the date that, that the the appeal was supposed to be on. So I was told that it was supposed to be on on the 6th of September, but that was to- I was told provisionally of 6th of September, but I actually received no official like fucking court notification, like no summons to court to say, Hey, come into court on this particular day Your appeal is up because it has to go to the circuit court. No. So I, that, that was the district court. It's like the lowest court where they deal with small petty stuff. Um, So now it goes up to the circuit court. So it's a higher court. Um, so on this court, say, uh, the, the maximum sentence I can get for this particular crime is, uh, I think it's a year in prison uh, for personal possession of cannabis. I think the judge can give you a year in prison and uh €5,000 fine. He can give you both of those. Wow. Yeah, that's the maximum sentence for personal possession of cannabis in Ireland. Uh, the, the fine could be a little bit lower, but I think it's 5000 i But I'm the correction on that one. Um, mm. So, yeah, it's, it's it's quite a hefty fucking punishment. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, sorry, I brain farted there actually. What, what was I saying there a second before that? You
1: were talking about how long you could potentially get, right?
2: Oh yeah, yeah, just about the sentence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that maybe yeah, I was finished what I was saying. So I thought it was at a point to make. Sorry. That bong hits uh yeah, found its way. <laughs> it's
1: settled its way in now. <laughs> damn, damn. Uh, must be scary, man. Whatever oh
2: you- yeah, you you yeah, you, you were asking what was next as well. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, so the, the patients for Safe Access, I suppose, are looking to be doing um, a conference in possibly fe- January or February of next year. Um, so the date is yet to be decided um, and the location yet to be um, announced. Uh, but that, that's something to look forward to, the, the patients Safe Access. I had quite a successful conference just in June gone um it was very well attended in fairness and we had uh, tds uh, politicians speaking there we had doctors speaking um we had uh, legal experts speaking Uh, so it was a great uh, load of activists speaking as well including myself on on the day of patients speaking as well it was was a really good conference um so the patients for safe access are going to be doing another one of those and uh, they're going to be looking at announcing a couple of more days of action as well um over the next couple of months in order to just keep the pressure there on the government um for when they return They're going to, I think, I'm not too sure they're back in office now, actually. I think the government, they're back now. Yeah, the schools are back, so the government are back, yeah. Mm -hmm. So the the 10th of um, September here in Ireland, uh, we're going to have some legal experts coming over from the US. They're going to be speaking to the the government here. Um, So I'm I'm going to live stream that on the day. I think uh, I was going to go up and attend it and be there in person, but I think it might be better if I stay home and live stream it and uh see what's going on there but there's three legal experts i i don't know who they are three Amer- leading american lawyers who specialize in cannabis law it says here on uh gino Kenny TD's, um twitter page um so he, he's letting people attend so if people want to attend uh, he if he still has positions you can message him if you want to go up and view that in person but i'm going to live stream it so like nice. it seems like there, there's something going on there you know what i mean that there's there, there's opportunity. That, that's what I would say. There's opportunity. There's, there's definitely interest within the government There even within the parties who would never have been interested. There, there's certain individual members who are shown interest in it. Um, so there's, there's promise in that then as well. You have to hope that these people are going back trying to maybe educate the, their own party as to the benefits of changing certain aspects of the law, if, if, uh, if, uh, even the wider aspects of it. Um, so, I think in Ireland, you know, that there's, I'm very ast- optimistic, you know, but again, you know, if I suppose if you listen back to the last interview with Idamici, I probably was very optimistic, too. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm optimistic about what's going to be happening here over the next, say, 12 months. Anyway, I mm-hmm. think we could see some changes here. Like, we, we, them
1: guys are going to get there and be like, if you legalize, we'll give you this much money. But, and be like, yeah. oh, no, cannabis is good now, by the way. If but
2: there's a big thing that's going to happen, you know, and it's an ongoing issue that they're facing now at the moment um, with the CBD stuff, with the CBD flower, the low THC cannabis. So the, the October high court case, like if the outcome of that is what we hope it to be. So basically what the mo- at the moment, uh, what they're waiting, waiting on is word back from Europe as to the legality of um, what's going on here in Ireland is the Irish law and breach of, say, European um, laws around free movement of goods and right. uh, stuff like that. Um, or are the Irish right to, to have a prohibition on cannabis? But the, the argument is basically that the prohibition on cannabis here in Ireland is outside of the scope of the Convention of the, the United Nations, Um uh, the, 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 narcotics, um, act, whatever it might be. Um, the ba- basically like the, the, the narcotics act was enacted in order to, to protect society. Well, who are they protecting from CBD? Who are protect them from OTHC cannabis? It's, you know, the stuff is benign. It's available and it's, it's not causing any mm-hmm. issues. Um, they're too
1: ignorant to even know what the fuck that is.
2: Yeah. But, but to use the, the, the narcotics act, to use the prohibition of cannabis as a, uh, as a means to prevent access to these products like it's it's pretty obvious that the Irish government are doing wrong and I think they're going to lose. And I think the, the Irish government are going to have to pay out hundreds of thousands, if not possibly into the millions in compensation to the businesses, to the store owners uh, for mm-hmm. like, the, the shit that they're after being put through, You know, the raids on their homes, the, the arrests, the, the taking of their goods. You know, the, the, the products from the, stock, the the shop, you know, because a lot of this cannabis that was seized and put into evidence was taken like you know a couple of years ago. So it's no mm-hmm. so longer usable. So they're going to have to be reimbursed for that. Um, and if, if it was me, I'd be demanding the fucking retail cost of that because, by God, you know, if they were dry, every time they've rated this, that's what they put it on it. Street value. They don't put the wholesale oh, value on it. So well, you demand what you, you get, though. They're, they're
1: two completely different things. Oh, yeah, no, no,
2: definitely. But, for, but that's what I'm saying. You know, I, I hope all these store owners do demand, you know, the, the retail value of it. Because when, just, just recently here in Cork, uh, that down in West Cork, there was another raid. The media pay, posted up all over the place. You know, uh, was it was 300,000 worth of cannabis seized down in West Cork. Mm. And uh, I get a message later that day um, from the store owner down there, from the Funky Skunk. Um, she was like, Hi Martin, it was me. Uh that, that was me in the media anyway. It's just CBD stuff they take. And she goes, Did you notice that uh they, they didn't include any photos of the packaging because all of the packaging was uh CBD branded stuff? So they they removed some of the cannabis from the the packaging, they put it into their own packaging, and uh, then they took photos of it and put that up and said it was a cannabis red worth 300,000, Meanwhile, oh, wow. you know, it, it wasn't worth any more than you know, like fucking five, maybe ten thousand or something like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so if they're going to be saying that it's worth 300,000 in the media and, and the cops are using that, mm-hmm. they'd be fucking demanding that.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: man, so, sounds fair, doesn't it, mate? Sounds yeah, fair, yeah, definitely, man. You know, it's just like fucking jobs, the least they can do anyway for the shit that they're after putting them through. Um, but if they win, basically, what's going to have to happen here in Ireland is they're going to have to uh, rewrite the, the misuse of drugs act, they're going to have to, to amend it. Um and put in a change in, in it that uh, accommodates for low THC cannabis. So that that that's basically going to put us the, the cops in a situation. You you're walking down the road and you know you got some C B D in your pocket. Like, how's oh, the cop gonna tell you if you got C B D or if you have got some like high quality cannabis? Mm-hmm. And yeah.
0: they're gonna have to test everything if they do that. Have to
2: Test everything. And think about, like these these cops are already fucking you know stretched thin. I don't know what it's like yeah. in the UK, but here in Ireland, you know, they fucking grannies getting the house burgled and they're waiting an hour for the cops to show up.
1: Yeah, okay. an hour if you're lucky, mate.
2: Yeah, an no, hour if you're lucky, yeah. that, that's it. Like, you don't if they show up at all, they might forget about yeah. you. Like, yeah. if they even answer the phone, like you see the the fucking controversy here in Ireland not too long ago, there was a, was it like fucking a couple of thousand uh, calls that were unanswered. And a lot of them were domestic violence calls. Fucking hell. So, yeah, I think talks. I
1: did. I do remember hearing something
2: about that. It's huge. It's just like literally some fella just fucking picking up the receiver and putting it back down again, just hanging up on people. Like oh, just like a big magic going yeah. on there. Like. And no, Same no shit happening here. No accountability there for it then either. Like fucking hell, man. Anyway, bad guys. An, you get caught with a an nudge and they lock you up for two months, but I mean when you, you don't mm-hmm. answer a couple of thousand fucking domestic violence calls, and you know. So like we we'll say nothing about that. actually one of us.
0: <laughs> exactly. Wow, like man.
2: Bureaucracy <sighs> in society, where well, it really is.
0: Really,
1: but it looks like there's going to be changes soon in Ireland. Things are changing. Things are moving forward. It's just you know they're still living in the stone age too, aren't they? I mean, it's to send you down for two months, enough, but man. that's not going to happen though. What do you think yeah. the likelihood of that happening is?
2: In Ireland, um, I, I suppose. We'll see what happens when Gino you know, Kenny comes back. Gino you know, Kenny's going to be putting forward a, a recommendation to amend the Misuse of Drugs Act uh, mm-hmm. to decriminalize cannabis. So that's, that's a possibility um, that that could get accepted. It's, it's quite a strong, very small mm-hmm. possibility, <laughs> still a possibility that it could get accepted by the government and they might decriminalize cannabis uh, if he makes a strong enough argument for it. Um, that's one possibility. If that doesn't happen, then I, I think the next possibility then, and I think that's a much higher possibility, is that the guys are successful in the Irish courts, and the high courts, and the law has changed. And through that, then, um, I, I think, again, it makes the possibility of a wider decriminalization of cannabis even more possible than after the fact so you know i think may, maybe the high court thing might come first and maybe gino kenny's thing might get accepted then afterwards maybe if he can kick the can down the road maybe till november after the court case that might be a pot, uh, a, a better play there for him uh, but maybe he's thinking this already himself as well who knows um, but yeah i think that there's, there's good opportunities you know and again it's it's very promising i, I was up in the dial i was up speaking to, gov- to the government myself there uh, the day before I actually got two months uh, off that judge. Mm-hmm. There's one for you, right? The day before that judge gave me two months, I was up speaking to the government, up speaking to the to the Irish uh, Justice Committee. So the Justice Committee is made up of uh, senators, uh, TDs, um, and I was up there speaking about... What, what was I speaking about? I was speaking about the injustice uh, that people face, uh, personal drug users face. So I was speaking in favor of the decriminalization of the drug user on that day. And in the very next day, I'm a victim of what I was speaking against the day before. It was mad. It was such a mad contrast. Couldn't make it up, could you? Fucking hell, man. You couldn't, man. It just felt so fucking beautifully, to be fair. Not even Netflix would write this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I should have had a fucking documentary crew following me a long time ago.
1: Man, well, you've documented it well on your channel, you know, where people can go to find yeah. out all of your videos and shit.
2: Well, I have to apologize to people out there in the audience who, who do subscribe to my channel and stuff. I've been lacking in the content of, of late, uh, especially in the interview side of it. I know I, I, I do my best to get on and do a live stream um, at least once a week, do the 420 news, just catch up with the audience there. I think of uh, the, I love my community. I think there's a really strong community out there. Uh, I think it extends into the, to the, the activist community then as well um but uh yeah i like getting on there i think it's it's therapy to me at least uh, to get on there at least once a week anyway and catch up with the crew mm-hmm. um but the interviews man i, I have to, to, to get back on that because uh again people like caroline you know um and, and others out there uh their, their story needs to be told um i don't think um having them uh, exposed in so many uh platforms is going to be a bad thing at all i think the more mm-hmm. people that could be telling their story the better because uh you know even myself, this is the first time I got to, to properly talk about this on uh, on a platform outside of my own about my court case. Because the, the media here, they, they won't talk about my case because it's ongoing you now, because it's out in appeal. They'll right. deal with me after the fact when the case is over and done with. But right now, like meanwhile, it's just like that the public's gonna have to be kept in the dark about this because they're all worried about you know contempt of court and all of that crap. Damn. so yeah. what you, you
1: what you think your chances are of uh, you know, just walking away from on your next court case.
2: Quite high, I reckon. Um, yeah. I'm I'm not at all worried about it. I, cool. like that I'm I'm getting another judge, so I just have to hope that the chances right. are mm-hmm. this judge is actually just gonna and hopefully I won't fucking have coronavirus or I won't have any issues to deal with and I'll actually be able to just show up on the day and things will go smoothly and there'll be no issues mm-hmm. that he won't feel offended by. Um, but I, I can't see it going badly. You know, when the judge hears about it, right. The details of the case This guy marched Into a guard station He handed a, a Cannabis joint To the guards In a protest And the joint Contains cannabis That's low THC It's like Just, just go Like just strike This case yeah. out why, why is this even In this case Like it's like Shame on that last judge I hope that's mm-hmm. what happens I hope that's what happens I hope the judge mm-hmm. fucking Ridicules his, his colleague He should He should ridicule him Like his It's such a fucking waste Of time and resources
1: Now why the fuck Are we doing this When we should be Looking for who Was on the list for Jeffrey Epstein's Fucking flight <laughs> manifesto <laughs> Huh
2: <laughs> <laughs> In fairness The world is going to shit Around us at the moment You've got mm-hmm. a Cost of living crisis That's going on We're going into a cold winter Now where we got Fuel prices that are going Through the roof You know what I mean if, if I was to show up there Let's say this month And some cunt of a judge Decides you know what Actually two months That judge should really have Gave you fucking six months I'm giving you six months like, Let's just say that <sighs> so you're, you're like do you think about my family I've got like Fucking three kids I've got another child Who's due to be coming mm-hmm. like, They have to go through All of that shit Like what What if shit does Hit the fan while, while I'm locked up What if society does Fucking go at the shit And there's rioting And looting and shit Do you know what I mean Just fucking just say it Like I'm going to An, an extreme here. do I know I am mm-hmm. um, But Why my fucking family needs somebody there To be defending them To yeah, be taking care of them And to, to be making sure they're alright you know? And if that shit doesn't happen, they still need somebody to be here, you know. Because my, my fucking partner, she doesn't be the the, the best at times, and uh, I do an awful lot of uh, taking care of the kids. Like you know, Elijah, mm. he's he's getting big, he's getting heavy, um, and it's difficult for herself to be carrying him because like she has her own health issues and to be carrying the, the small fella for any period of time. Mm-hmm. It's very dis uh discomforting for herself. So again, like she she needs me to be there to be to be able to to take care of him. If find to be taken away for that, like just like. Yeah, stupidness, mate. Oh, fucking wrong. If I if I was to be getting locked up, I would be making serious noise. Like my, my six, I, I get six minute phone calls a day. I get one six minute phone call a day. Um, you'll be sure you'll be getting six man, minute. I, I hope I
1: hope, man. If if that does go down that way, if it does go, you know, to the shit. I don't think. You know, nah. I hope everybody who you know those the cannabis users in Ireland, if they can stand up and get down to fucking wherever Martin is and just protest the fuck out of it.
2: That, that would be awesome, you know, that might do yeah. something. No, we, we have a very strong community. I think that uh, there's a very, um, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're very, uh, I suppose, tight-knit at the moment. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we all went camping there not too long ago, the cannabis activist alliance, not all of us, but uh, a number of uh, the, the members. And uh, it's it's it, the bonds are only getting stronger, you know. We're all looking out for each other. We're, we're constantly in communications through the messaging apps because uh, I think you know, there's, there's something in that, like, for so many of us because... Uh, being a cannabis consumer is not easy. We we quite often have to hide who we are. It leaves us qu- feeling isolated and alone, and you know, fe- feeling like you know that you, you're the only person who's like this. But then, meanwhile, you know, you, you meet somebody and you're just like, oh my god, you, you like this, and you're like, ah oh, yeah. And, and next, you know, you're the best fucking friends, mm. and because that that's what's happened through the the cannabis activist alliance, we are sorry, not a yeah, truly cannabis activist alliance as well, but but through Martin's world. I started doing podcasts uh, started getting people commenting on the, on the YouTube, on the Facebook. And next, all of a sudden these people are, are just friends now through, through the hot box and they're actually mm-hmm. meeting up going for smokes for each other and stuff. And it's just mm-hmm. like, it's, it's beautiful. when you see, mm-hmm. but these people are no outlet before they had no place where they could go and socialize with others like them who like to consume cannabis or who think the cannabis consumers shouldn't be criminalized because I, I don't think a hundred percent of my audience are cannabis consumers, but Definitely 99% of them are. <laughs> a lot of them are, man. A lot of them are. I, I know I have a few uh, it, uh, teeny whoppers who watch as well. Uh, so, some uh, family supporters. <laughs> Alexis likes to watch her sometimes, and uh, her, mm-hmm. her cousin Aaron as well would be watching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, So you do. Uh, uh,
1: you know, it's just quality of the work that you're doing, man. You know, all the, the marches you should do and all that shit. You, you've done so much for legislation in Ireland. They must know who the fuck you are.
2: And that, that's that's something actually uh, So over the last while I suppose over the last couple of weeks we, We've had to deal with the authorities here um, But not, not for me uh, Just because of the other stuff that was going on uh, We've had to the guards so out here uh, mm-hmm. My daughter fucking ran away a couple of times mm-hmm. um, So we had to wow. report had to report her missing um, So the cops had to call it to the gaff um, Actually the cops sitting in this very chair Right now reaching into my desk That's plastered Absolutely plastered With like legalised cannabis stickers Martin's world uh, I've, I I've, I fucking uh, have to get a high and homegrown sticker, actually. I got some fox already down here. <laughs> um uh, just get uh, a small cheeky request for stickers, there Mackie. <laughs> you need stickers, yeah,
1: man. Fucking just just say so. It's, they're on the way. They're but it
2: on was, the way. It was mad. I actually had a cop sitting here, like and I had fucking weed inside the drawers and everything. He was opening up the drawers, taking out a book to lean on his like, "What's this guy up there? I, I wanted to get a picture of him, but I didn't because there was other things going on. But anyway, long story short, if I can, uh, the, the cops knew me. Like there, there was a couple of occasions, it was like, oh, you're married, you're the fellow who's bringing the cannabis from the place. Super fucking awkward, Like because you're, you're dealing with a and I mean, when the cops are having a laugh, but the fact you're the fellow bring the bringing the, the cannabis <laughs> <laughs> from the place, just like, oh, man. The same, like, you know, when uh, herself has to go, had to report her missing on the phone, you know, it's like, oh, mm. what's child's name. It's like, uh, Kelsey, yeah, Kelsey, yeah. Kelsey well, I was like, Kelsey Cannon. It's like, oh, oh, oh I was that? Oh, I don't know that. <laughs> like, <laughs> you like, criminal. Yeah, yeah, know, yeah. I'm infamous. Yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah, no, but uh, even down in Dungarvan, when I went to Dungarvan, at uh, that time when I marched in with the joint, they knew about me, they knew about the the, the actions in Cork. um up in Dublin we were up in Dublin there uh going back uh, last year at the garden of remembrance and one of the, gar- the guys at the liaise with the guards above there um and they were asking oh is that fella from Cork going to be coming up who's bringing uh, who's planting the plants he's not going to be planting plants around Dublin no is he They we saying
0: <laughs> no they're already planted yeah so
2: like fucking known all over apparently so I, I don't know, I, I, I'm I'm more interested in me knowing above in the fucking the, the government's halls. I'm more interested in stimulating conversations up there. So you mm-hmm. see that for down the car plant in the plant, and then maybe get to the message behind what that was, you know, bring Alicia yeah. home, Alicia Maher, who's stuck in Alicante, trying yeah. to get access to cannabis here in Ireland. That, that's the whole thing about it. It's it, it's never been about like, all right, the show is called Martin's World, but the actions, the actions have always been to bring attention to the issue. It's never Mm -hmm. been about bringing attention to me. It's like, all right, bring attention to me so you can listen to what I'm fucking saying for the issue. It's always been Mm -hmm. about the issue. I had one or two people drunk fucking, uh, you're always going to get a negative Nancy out there and it kind of does get to you a little bit, you know, when you read the comments, you should never read the comments. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I love my audience. So I have to read the comments. So unfortunately, you get one or two of the conces like, oh yeah, you're just doing this for attention. It's like,
0: what do you mean? And them, what bro, is a bro. cannabis
2: consumer in society's attention like? <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, exactly. Never mind those fuckers. Yeah. Um, but no, bring attention to the issue. And uh, I hope that I have stimulated uh, conversations up there in the right places in government. And they, they are, they, that they know of people like Alicia because of uh, actions like that or because of Alicia's work as well, because Alicia mm-hmm. is doing some um, tremendous campaign as well as of late through the Patients for Safe Access. She, she's spoken there um, quite a number of times recently on uh, the run-up to the National... We've we done a National Day of Action here in, uh, in Ireland on the 23rd of August, above in Dublin, outside of the Department of Health. We, uh, on short enough notice, I suppose, uh, within, I think it was about three weeks, maybe, maybe four weeks, we, we kind of put the word out about this event, but it was on a Tuesday. We had to make sure it was on a midweek because we wanted the people working in the Department of Health to be there, to, to hear what was going on outside, to hear the, um, the testimonies being given by the patients there on the day. So on that day, we, we had a, it was, it was very well set up in fairness, you know, props to the guys, uh, the other guys behind the patient's safe access, Martin O'Brien uh, Foxworthy Farms and uh, Kenny Tynan as well, um, and, and Nigel, uh, but the guys done some tremendous work organizing put together, they had a, a, a little podium there outside, center, right center, um, and then the setup, uh, I think there was 60 chairs um, set up, or, or 30 chairs actually set up uh, in front of the podium, um, so we took over this little uh, plaza area right out in front of the Department of Health. And We had a a loudspeaker there, a PA system uh, with a a microphone attached, and uh, it was great. Uh, We we timed it as well that it was just uh, after lunchtime so that the people in the department of health were returning from their lunch, hopefully, if they weren't staying inside there for lunch, or they were just kind of coming back to their desk and easily distractible by what's going on outside and not caught up on what Mm -hmm. they were in because they're not deeply focused in work says they might have been at three o'clock. So, so we, we thought it out well um, in order, again, just to, to get into the minds of the people inside there. And hopefully, you know, that that was up through the grapevine to the people with actual power to change policy or influence mm-hmm. policy. Um, but on that day, we had myself, we had Alicia Maher, we had Kenny Tynan, uh, Martin O'Brien. Um, who else? Uh, one, some of the guys from Cron, uh, a Crown, um, which is the Irish for tree, uh, It's an s- Irish subreddit. Um, they were on as well. Um, and Pamela, Pamela Barnes, uh, she was on speaking for our son, Ryan, as well, who's uh, who's a medical, a, a, a medical cannabis license holder in Ireland. But because of it not being reimbursed, she can no longer afford it. So since Ryan had a license, she's been privately fundraising, like begging, yeah. stealing, farming from family. Obviously, she's not stealing them from them. Mm. Just, 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 just a friend, just a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah, like uh, she, she she was doing everything she can to, to get the money, but it's just. Becoming too much of a burden now um, mm-hmm. So she's kind of said Fuck that I'm letting the license uh, lapse And I'm growing in His cannabis now And she's been supported By other growers as well For Ryan um, But they just can't afford it anymore um, So mm-hmm. she was up there Speaking on the day as well Because that, that's a terrible situation You have a license You have access But you can't get it Because it's A thousand fucking euro A uh, thousand and Eighty euro a month I think that's what she had to pay For wow. uh, I don't know Was it like three or four ounces I think he gets a month Something like that uh, might, might be less, uh, not that too sure. now exactly, but uh, that, that's what she has to pay for it anyway. So it's it's an extortionate money mm. uh, amount of money for um, you know, a single mother to be paying um, for that. You know, she's a working mother, and um, but because of Ryan's condition as well, you know, it's it's quite hard. She has to bring him to appointments and, and things like that. It, it's it's just a, a very complicated situation, and to have a thousand fucking euro bill a month on top of an already Complicated situation And I suppose An emotional situation too Because it's like Your son's got a, An illness there That could Take his life He's got um, oh, it's, it's a particular it's, it's a type of tumor In the shoulder uh, uh, Sarconoma I think that's what It was called sarcanoma, right, right. Is that the one um, He's got that In his shoulder uh, So he suffers With extreme chronic pain And the cannabis Is great for that He's not even Taking the cannabis Like trying to Treat cancer Or anything like that Or the tumor Is like No it's just for pain and since he's been using cannabis, Ryan, he's not had to, to attend these pain clinics. Um, his mom, his mom, fucking nearly he's brought to tears, you know, when she tries to describe how well, he, well he's doing these days. Yeah, she's just like, you know, he, he's just such a bright young lad. He's doing so well. He's so well in life now compared to what he was before when they had him on the pain meds when he was going to the pain clinic. Uh, he was just he was fading away in front of me. I thought I was going to lose him because of you know just just managing his pain. And cannabis comes along, and then you know you have it. It's great. It's working, but then then the price of it just becomes a fucking a, a cancer on the family, you know. And then they got the cheat to tell us like Does it doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't work. I guess it's like what? It doesn't work. And mean meanwhile, you know, you got you got kids going from three hundred seizures a fucking day to, to, to none. It doesn't work, lads. Like, no, sorry, there's not mm-hmm. enough evidence. It's like seriously, like for for me, it's just like one kid saved, right? That's enough. You know what I mean? It's enough. It, it really pissed me off throughout that whole fucking coronavirus shit. Uh, I don't know if we have to take one hit now for saying that again. Is that still the rule? <laughs> um, but, right,
0: well, we'll take
2: the hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will not pack anyone really, but but throughout the whole coronavirus shit, it was all about you know protecting people, protecting vulnerable and stuff. Like mm-hmm. you know, when it comes mm-hmm. to cannabis, Where are just like, no, no, fuck the vulnerable. Fuck the people with epilepsy. You get on those medications that we're giving you, and stop trying to insist that cannabis is great for you because we know better. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like it's it's such a crazy thing that like you can shift from one to the other so easily. We we care about everybody. Look after the vulnerable. Yay. Yeah, Meanwhile, Truckies Meanwhile, like you're kicking in Caroline's fucking door, taking away and Mitch's fucking cannabis all these he's It's Like, but wear your mask They probably wore their masks like they were doing it, and all the cunts. <laughs> Hide our mm-hmm. faces, not not to protect them from coronavirus, because they were ashamed, well, and <laughs> they should exactly. be too. Yeah, right, I, I, we, I, I should ra- we should. We
1: should stop wrapping this shit up, man. We'll hit yeah, yeah, And we are hitting
2: another ball. Yeah, yeah. Play another ball, and we can say our goodbyes then. So and we had um. <laughs> well, we'll hit the ball first. Let's hit the ball. Oh,
0: we just passed the four twenty, so yeah, we got to hit
2: the ball. Oh, it's four twenty two, guys. You know what to do. let <laughs> it's, uh, it's still
0: four twenty two. <laughs> mm.
3: Yes, just realized, just realized I was still on mute.
0: <laughs> I do it sometimes, man. So <laughs> good.
3: No, I was just saying that um, Blazon's just asked about uh, Link for Martin's mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. Have we got that in the – oh, yeah, there yeah, is. Yeah, it's pinned um, in
1: the chat. It's in the description, and it's in the comments. title as well.
0: Yeah, Go to where, anywhere you can find a podcast and type in Martin's World, and I think
1: you'll find something. You know, for those who don't know where to find you, Martin, where can they go and find out more about your story? When they where can they keep up with like the news of your court case and things like that? Um,
2: probably the best place would be uh, YouTube, and make sure you're subscribed and get all notifications. Even though YouTube are, they're great. Actually, we're streaming on YouTube now. YouTube are great. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, sometimes they don't tend to, they tend not to give all of my subscribers who are subscribed to get all notifications all notifications I don't know why they do that like you know you subscribe to somebody and you click get all notifications and meanwhile like getting so many messages off people saying hey I didn't get a notification that you went live and I'm just like what the hell though? Um, so I'm, I'm going to be making an effort to schedule streams I'm going to take a leaf out of your book actually Mackie but you do that quite well um, I'm gonna schedule streams uh, more often now, so that uh, people get good notice. It's horrible,
1: mate. It is horrible. You, you know, so you just need one of them days where you're like, "Yeah, I feel like setting up five six shows right now," and then you'll sit there for a couple of hours and make all the thumbnails and put all this. It's yeah, hard to find the time, man. Yeah, don't stress about it too much.
2: But yeah, other, other than that, then guys uh, all the social media platforms. I'm even on TikTok, but um, I'm I'm not active there. But uh, I think Alexis is actually going to start taking over that one for me and. Uh, Start making me TikToks.
0: <laughs> all right.
2: Yeah, she, she's always mad. Uh, she's only nine and she's always mad to, to go up to my protests with me and help me out. You know, she's like, Dad, I want to mm-hmm. help you legalize cannabis mm-hmm. because uh, I, I don't think you should be in prison at all. And uh, yeah, she, people she, who need she, it for medicine should get it. And I was just like, my nine-year-old can fucking get this shit. And <laughs> yeah,
0: that's right. Yeah.
2: Government can't. Oh, man.
0: That's your next politician in Ireland right there. Somebody who actually has common sense.
2: Imagine how cool that would be. You'd yeah, would are so work. proud if there's anything to come on my campaign and if I've inspired my kid to be active around issues that they feel strongly about, I'll be, I'll be happy about that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, cause uh, mm-hmm. we need more people like that in society because that, that's what helps shape society into a better society is people who feel strongly about something that experience something. I think, you know, that, that they're, the, they're the best kind of people to lead change, you know, because we, otherwise we've politicians up there, you know, who, they don't even know the price of a fucking pint of milk because they've never had to buy one for themselves. You know, those kind of people, you know, mm-hmm. are completely disconnected from the real people in society um, making policies for us. You know, we, we don't need that. We need real people up there, you know, people who feel properly strongly about stuff. So that's what I hope I can do. Uh, I'm inspiring my kids to be one of those. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man, that's what you
1: can hope for, right? But the kids turn out good. And they have a good teacher, man. And it's going to be fucking shit If you get taken away from them for two months Let's just fucking That'll keep our tough. fingers crossed And make sure that doesn't happen
2: You know. Yeah. Another thing that happened recently Actually before we, we go Informing this one I, I was actually down with the cops uh, on, what the, wait, was, I was down there on Friday Or something like that I was somebody there during the week anyway To go down and uh, give a voluntary statement as you remember? Can you remember last year? At all I done a national legalized cannabis day in honor of Luke Ming Flanagan, who I think he had on as a guest actually. Yeah. In the yeah, past. yeah. Great interview yeah. that she did. Actually, I remember that one. Um, but yeah, he done the national legalized cannabis day back in two thousand and one. He sent a load of joints to the politicians. Uh, he he grew some cannabis in the bog above there in in Ross Common, I think he was. Um, so he talked that bog cannabis it wasn't great cannabis was very leafy i think there might have be been a lot of twigs in there too like but you know, obviously it wasn't going to be <laughs> it wasn't about, about quality it was just about the, the symbolic nature of it and he sent them to the, to the politicians and i think he got summons uh, to it, it brought in for questioning by the guards but i don't think anything ever really came of it i done that last year in honor of the 20 year anniversary of his action one, I, I sent over. I think we sent out over 200 envelopes. We, we included counselors as well, and uh, media stations. We sent them to journalists and stuff like that. It was, it was a fun campaign, it was go fun rolling almost. I, I think I rolled nearly 50 joints myself. <laughs> 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 Great crack. Um, but yeah, I, I had one politician uh, came back and report it was his secretary, rang the guards uh, down in Middleton, close by here in Cork the guards and uh, the guards to come up to their office, take the envelope away, send the joint away for an analysis up to the forensic science, Orland, you know, mad stuff, like, and then back down to Cork then again. Um then this guard uh, got in touch with me. He got in touch with me about, I don't know, it was about four or five months ago. He was like, all right, Martin, uh, how things are? Like, he He emailed the martins world podcast email i thought that was hilarious i got an email <laughs> from at garda.ie <laughs> I was just like,
1: wow, this
2: is hilarious what's this about i, I was like when, as soon as i seen a pop up my phone you know you get a notification email on the phone i seen like well, the
0: screenshot of that on instagram <laughs> <laughs> Look
2: what I got. so i replied to him sent him my phone number got a phone call off mean he sounded enough he, he, he actually turns out he was only a little bit older than me and uh, he, he was very sympathetic towards it. He was very interested in everything I had to say as well. Uh, so I had a nice conversation. He was uh, he was a really nice guy. Um, but yeah, he rang me like four months ago, six months ago, something like that, to go in and do the questioning with him. And I was like, yeah, no bother. I'll get down to do it. And like, man, things kept coming up. You know, he, he kept getting called away or I, I was getting stuff that was coming up that I couldn't get down to him. And uh, I, I finally got to meet with him anyway the other day. Um, I had to give a statement in about that. Um. But he was really nice about it. And he even asked me at the end, he was like, what, what do you want to come at this, Martin? I was like, well, look, whatever you want to do. But I goes, look, I'm not afraid of going to court if you want to go through the motions. I goes, I'd be quite happy to do it. I said, uh, it would give me an opportunity to highlight the waste of resources. Um, I goes, I, I'd be kind of upset if I didn't get that opportunity. But I goes, look, I, I, I won't take personally if you don't bring me to court. He was sounding honestly, no, like I, I even said to him when I was leaving, I was like, I don't you know. I goes, you have my number anyway. if you ever want to call up for a smoke. And then he said, cheeky, I was like, CBD only, though, you know, I don't want to be getting you fired.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying about those massive bollocks everybody. Uh, See what I'm saying? <laughs> uh,
2: no, he, he was, he was so, no, I, I really like it when you meet a, a guard that, that, like, is another human being, you can actually mm-hmm. relate to the person, even though you have to they be there. out there, man. Display, um, but they, they make the, the whole process that you're going through, like, just a, a lot less ickier. You know, it's shit to be in there to be dealing with it, but it's 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 so much worse when the cop is fucking RoboCop mm-hmm. and he's just like emotionless and he's just like you know looking like uh, treating you like you're a piece of shit at the end of your shoe. Um, the
0: book says I have to do this to you. Yeah, yeah, that kind of shit. Yeah, I yeah, that. yeah.
2: That's it. Like, but but not wanting to engage in any conversation with you. Exactly. Like, do you know what I mean? It's Like, and mm-hmm. not, not being pleasant either. You know, just like sneering and. Oh, nah. No, it's nice when you're, you're nice cops, and the they are out there. Um, I have to say it, that they are out there.
1: Um yeah, So we we hope you'll be okay. I mean, You're gonna be okay. You know, what I'm yeah, yeah, okay. they can't be sending a man to fucking prison uh, for two months over a CBD yeah. split, For fuck's sake.
2: That's it. And I also have the pending cases as well for the plants that I planted. So I I, I think I don't think I've been on with you since that. But I, I was brought into the the station here in Cork, the Bridewell Garda Station. Um, there was cops calling around like to my. Fucking looking, mm. from, knocking at a number of doors. Like you yeah, know, I remember, door, yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember seeing it
1: on, on the Instagram.
2: I think it was. Yeah. So they brought me in for questioning that time too, and um, put me into a fucking cell again on that occasion. Um, but but in fairness, the, the cops were actually nice enough down in that station as well. They they were having a laugh and a joke, and like one of them was watching my videos while I was down there in the cell, and I came out. <laughs> was having a good old a new chat. New
1: subscriber.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say so. I would say so because. Uh, he was, he was commenting on certain things and I was like, geez, this fella must be really watching the videos. Like, because that, that would have been deep into it that I talked about this particular thing. And, uh, mm. uh no, it was, uh, it was interesting. All right. Um, but yeah, I've that pending. So there's six, six charges of cultivation, uh, for a total of 32 cannabis plants. So on six different occasions, uh, they, they're. I planted plants so there's six different charges for those six different occasions and I right, put start- them
1: outside and shit yeah.
2: Yeah yeah I done it city hall Taoiseach's house uh, Taoiseach's office not his house sorry I wouldn't disrespect the guy's home. Um but his office um at nearby to the Garda station uh, a couple of times <laughs> because they, they removed <laughs> them and I went back down and put them there again and they removed them, like and and put them again. again.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> Magic place they keep coming back. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, I had a bit of fun with that one. It was fucking hilarious. Um, but but yeah, so I, that's pending as well. I, I I've yet to get a court summons for it, but uh I gave him the, the voluntary statement. Went in there like fucking proper, like official interview. Man, they they videoed the thing and everything. Like, mm. you know normally you're just sitting there with a cop, and he's just taking a. Uh, Should the have stamp. asked for a copy. Yeah. I, i'll get a copy i want once the court case comes up i'll get a copy of all of that yeah, stuff yeah we'll, yeah we'll have a bit of crack with that too <laughs> <lobstering> <laughs> the the show, <laughs> yeah we, we, we'll do a fucking are gonna watch party. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah that, that, shit, that, that's 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 to come i'll keep you in uh posted of uh any do, of, yeah cool, it's uh, as of right now i don't have any Upcoming court cases Thank God But uh, there there is some Pending anyway The the appeal The cultivation charges And that possible one From Middleton With the joint as well And any other further Future actions I I choose to engage in um, Once I get my uh, A bit more stability Back in the the family life
1: (laughs) Well the door's always open mate When you've got shit to talk about We're here man. Just let us know You want to be on We'll hook up the date And we'll get you back on So everybody can Get all the updates And find out what the fuck has been going on
2: this week with Martin's world <laughs> yeah yeah nice, nice one guys and, and just again a shout out to the Cannabis Activist lines, so guys if you're from Facebook social, uh, Instagram, Twitter and those places I think you even have a YouTube channel and the Patients for Safe Access if uh, if you can give them a follow, a like, subscribe uh, any need all that stuff Um, because that's another place you'll keep up to date and uh, stuff some of the stuff that's going on, that's going on in Ireland and any upcoming important dates, protests and days of action and stuff like that sweet man you
1: always do a lot of good work. Everybody, you know, you sh- if you ain't already a subscriber of Martin's World over on YouTube, then go and subscribe. And I think it's just youtube.com/slash Martin's World podcast, right? It's an easy URL.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I got, got away with that. Yeah, Martin's World. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what the custom one is, but, but yeah, if you, if you put a Martin's World into to the search bar, you're going well, to get it. It's in the description of this video and it will be in the description of the
1: podcast as well. So if you want to find out more, just click that link.
2: There you go. And my, my logo is up on screen there now. I think if uh if there you go, you know you're on the right one. <laughs>
1: That's right. <laughs> well thanks for joining us then, Martin. we we'll let you I know you got lots of things to do. You know, family's yeah, yeah. getting bigger, so I'm sure there's plenty of work to be done. Not yeah.
2: a bottom, right? <laughs> Thanks for the invite.
1: And there we go, everybody. That was Martin Condon from Martin's World. Uh, Again, a cannabis activist from Ireland. Please go and check out all of his pages on Facebook, Twitter, on YouTube and on Instagram. All you have to do is search for Martin's World Podcast and you'll find it. Support him in any way you can, you know, especially if you're in Ireland. If you are in Ireland and you can attend the courthouses when he's having these court cases to show your support for somebody who has done so much for the cannabis community in Ireland, that would be massively appreciated, not just by him, but the whole cannabis community in general. He sacrifices his own time. He potentially sacrifices his freedom and he has done a lot for the cannabis movement. So please show your support for Martin wherever you can. But uh, for now, we'll keep you informed of what happens with Martin in the future, and we'll get him back on very soon as soon as we know what's going to go on with him with his court case but thanks for listening to the show thanks for downloading as always and we'll catch you on friday for the grow guides which is all about soil we'll see you then have a good week everybody goodbye